Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us this week. This week we've got a very special guest. We've got Pat from the Aloha Spirit. Pat, welcome to the podcast, man. How are Good you? Morning. Welcome. I'm good. I'm tired, but I'm good. I know this might be probably setting a record for the earliest podcast we've ever recorded. This is a late one too. <laughs> yeah, we're on board the Aloha Spirit for the CCFRP trips. We come up here, you know, almost every year it seems like, and uh, have pretty good fishing, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Hang on one sec. Um, we come up here every year for the CCFRP trips, and uh, fishing's always been pretty good on these trips, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, it's always, for the most part, yeah. Uh, one side of the island seems to be a little bit better than the other side. Mm-hmm. For sure. And for those of you who don't know CCFRP, the California Collaborative Fisheries Research Program, I think I got that right, uh, we go in and uh, tag fish both inside and outside the MPAs up here, and um, all, for good, all, all for science, basically. All for, for science. science. So. Pat, guys like you get to go fish in MPAs that haven't been touched in years. That that must mm. be, I mean, you must see incredible things too. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's definitely uh, it's something I've always wanted to do. Mm-hmm. So to be able to do it, it's it's cool. I kind of was a little too young to miss or to get a slice of that front side of Anacapa Island. I remember going as a kid and fishing it, but to be able to just pick where I want to go and fish any and kind of just you know we don't have a lot marked from that side so to basically like explore a new part of the same island is uh pretty cool yeah exactly islands that you fish every day and you get to go fish i mean fertile grounds for sure but uh before we go any further tell us a little bit about yourself man um my name's pat i'm 5'10 <laughs> 175 pounds um, <laughs> I, I, I would kill for that frame, I, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little heavier than I About myself, I live locally here. I've always lived right around Channel Islands Harbor, so I started fishing. Um, oh, oh, my father had boats when I was a kid, so I've been fishing my whole life, but been working on sport boats now for, I don't even know, like 15, 16 years. Nice. Um, pretty consistently. So, um, how yeah, many here on the Aloha? How many? Well, it's kind of been on and off on this boat. I, um, I've worked here, left, came back, got fired, came back, worked <laughs> here, left. I don't know. I think in total, I've probably been with Sean for I don't know, at least eight years. Okay. The consistently the last since 2014. Nice. I've been here. Okay. So. Nice, nice. How has this year been for you fishing-wise? Um, this has been an interesting year. It's another one of these, like, warm water years that we've kind of seen. They said that El Nino was 2014 and 15, but um, it seems like that El Nino has just kind of been a prolonged deal. I mean... It's yeah. pretty weird to be seeing, like, you know, early in July we had some water push-up that was, like, in the 70s. And um, we've pretty much seen 70-degree water for the majority of every month since, which is very unusual for up here. These are, like, colder water islands, and I think it's kind of messed with the fishery, honestly. And, but, um, and we're in, like, just getting in October right now, too. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's typically when we see our best warm water. Oh, okay. You know, because you get the, the, I don't know if it's like stagnant from not a lot of wind events or whatever, but usually that's when, if we ever do see 70 degree water, that's when we see it. So it's been a really interesting year. Well, I mean, I I follow you on social media and all that, and it seems Pat, like... Cat Pat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, one day you're fishing rockfish, the other day you're fishing mahi and bluefin. It's crazy. Yeah, it, 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 dude, it has been crazy. <laughs> not as crazy as some of... I mean, just look at the guys fishing Catalina. I mean, mm. that, that's even crazier, but yeah. No, it, it has been crazy. Have you ever seen that stuff like that before? No. Uh-uh. I've... No, I have not. I mean, you you hear room, rumors of, you know, like, oh, there's tuna behind the island or Dorado behind the island. But mm -hmm. um, to actually go and catch it and, like, catch triple digits of it, no. Hell no. And I don't, I mean, maybe it will happen again, but that's, that's just, I don't know, weird. In your rare. own backyard, too. For Anacapa, yeah, that's something that doesn't really happen. Jeez. Have you been able to, uh, I know you've been working a lot as, as of almost all the boats and all that this year, but have you been able to kind of get some time off and, and go fish other boats or just go fishing in general? Not really. Um, like I would have liked to. It's, mm -hmm. um, no, I went a couple weeks ago because I wanted to be a part of that Dorado out of Long Beach. So I went with my mm -hmm. buddy Aaron on the Native Sun. Nice. And... How'd you do? <clears throat> I got a couple Dorado. It was kind of the tail end of it. Well, I guess not because they're still catching them, but <laughs> um, it was kind of when things started shifting there, like, you know, in early October. It was a couple weeks. or No, I'm sorry, late September, but they had pretty consistent fishing. I mean, I feel like they were getting... So Aaron called it a bad day. I think we had 40, 30 fish or 40 fish or something. That wow. was a bad day. <laughs> so... But wow. from since then, it's kind of started getting pretty spotty down there. It looks like. But. Oh my goodness, that's crazy. Other than, oh, and you and you've caught Dorado on this boat too, right? Yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, we did. We uh, well, at first, you started seeing all that stuff down below there, and I was like, you know, there's got to be some fish up here. So we went looking up here, and we saw a lot of fish, but we didn't catch it mm. um, for whatever reason. That is typical for usually once whatever reason the imaginary line above. Santa Barbara Island, but we usually just don't catch uh, like game fish like that, like whether it be tuna or dorado or yellows on kelps. It just seems like once they get above Santa Barbara Island, I don't know if there's like an upwelling deal or what's going on with that, but we just like don't catch it. And that's kind of was the case the first couple trips. I had to go down below Santa Barbara Island to actually get some bites, but we saw it behind the island since uh, huh. like July, you know. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well, with fishing consistently at the Channel Islands, or I guess out of Channel Islands sport fishing, <coughs> there's quite a bit of options. You guys are mainly known for, for rock fishing and all that, and pretty good rock fishing as well. Fishing up here, you've got so many different options, whether it's the islands, whether you go up the beach or down the beach, or even uh, sometimes fishing these rigs and all that stuff, right? Yeah. I think, yeah. I... Yeah, I think we're a little spoiled because we do have a lot of different options. There's like four different islands. Well, for us, there's basically two. But if we get a little frisky, I mean, I guess we can go to Santa Barbara Island or Santa Rosa, which we do. But, yeah, I mean, I see all that. Sometimes I get, you know, almost jealous in a way because I see all this fishing at Catalina for a couple months in the summer. And they have more yellows. And that Bonita gets to that island early. I'm like, God, I wish I'd work down there. But... 
I think overall, when it gets slow here, there's always something to catch. And no offense to the guys down south, but sometimes it looks pretty brutal down there at certain <laughs> times, you know, like where there's like nothing to catch. Um, so we have that going. There's always, yeah, we got two islands to choose from every day and mm -hmm. the coast and up and down the coast. We got all of Malibu and stuff, which is only 12 to, you know, 20 miles away. So do you, uh, do you enjoy fishing the islands a lot? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think, well, yeah more than I do the coast. Mm -hmm. There's really not, and that's the thing with like out front Channel Islands Harbor. We actually don't have that much out front the harbor. Most of it's going up towards like Carpinteria or down towards like Malibu. But out front, there's pretty lot of mud. We don't have that whole sculpin deal or, um, there's one spot that we get sand bass and calicos on, which has actually been really good last couple years. But it was pretty, uh, pretty bad for about the last 10. But yeah, like where we're, where we are right now, this is all mud for I don't know, ten miles up and about ten miles down. It's mud, huh. occasional old wreck or something, you know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. When it comes to well, you know, ever since you've been fishing here and all that stuff, have you noticed like any random trends or anything that's changing over time, specifically or anything like that? When it comes to conditions or species or, or anything weird like that um no not Reese as of recent before 2014 it seemed like things were a little more typical this last um, well since then no it's like Cheyenne said or what do you say uh, the only thing consistent is the inconsistencies <laughs> something like that yeah I think that's what he said it's been a really inconsistent year you don't know what to expect every year mm -hmm. you don't know it usually every year with fishing up here or somewhere there's some sort of silver lining for us whether it be a one year it's barracuda everywhere on the beach and it gets us out through the summer and next year it might be you know a couple months of that big bonita or a month or two of yellow or a really good sea bass here so there's seems like there's always some sort of silver lining <coughs> or you know like Dorado or whatever it may be just to keep things exciting mm -hmm. but what that is gonna be um, I don't I, I don't know and it has not been consistent you know like with the up and down water temps it's <clears throat> it's made for some epic fishing and some actually really tough fishing because of how warm it gets one day and you know one wind event at Point Conception blows that cold water down so now nah, there's no trends for sure. Um, <laughs> other than the water's been getting warmer. Okay. Overall. Has that affected the rock fishing at all? Where, dude, I mean, in, in your opinion, is rock fishing better in warmer water or is it actually better in colder water? Or do you have any thoughts? Um, I think it's better in colder water. Mm -hmm. I, I think it certainly has affected it. It, uh, definitely has affected our, um, our rock fishing and I don't know I, I I know those things move I've always heard people say oh they tag a red snapper in San Diego and two months later it was in Santa Monica or um, you know up above Point Conception or something like I think those rockfish move a lot more than some people think uh -huh. and I think that a lot of this warm water has had those things move around a lot it's definitely gotten tougher for the 
overall, I don't know, some spots have, you know, we've had a couple years where one area is biting better, but overall, definitely. I mean, it's changed a lot. Um, less shallow water rockfish. I don't know. It's hard, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I think it's affected it for sure. When it comes to actually rock fishing, any preference on best tasting and all that stuff on your end? No, dude. I, I'm <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't know, dude. People's like, oh, grouper sucks, but I'll tell you what, dude. I can't tell the difference, honestly. Yeah. I mean, like a sugar bass versus a red a vermilion. Okay, maybe a little bit or something. But if you got a big bag of rockfish at the end of the day, maybe if you're that picky. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, dude. They're they're all good. I, I hate when people get picky and stuff, but yeah, when you got a bag at the end of the day, it's. I think they all taste good. Nice, nice, man. When uh, so you guys do the CCFRP trips every year for like I think at least two weeks of trips, right? Or two weeks worth of trips or whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, we do. Have you ever caught any uh, tagged fish that you've tagged in the past or whatever? Or have, I, have you ever even noticed that? Um, I don't know. You'd have to ask Chris that. Um, okay. I, I think that we have. Okay, you know what? I wasn't here. Sean ran the boat a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I, I want to actually confirm this with Chris, but apparently he caught a sculpin three times in one day. The same sculpin? That's what he said. <laughs> yeah, the same sculpin. No kidding. Um, which I guess, you know. <laughs> I guess it's. Yeah, <laughs> but I guess at the end of the day when he caught it again, it was a mile down the island. What? Yeah, I swear to God, dude. Oh my God. I mean, Sean told me. Huh. I don't think he made it up. And I think a couple other guys were here who were like, you wouldn't believe it kind of deal. And you know what? One time we did catch a rockfish, <clears throat> uh, Chuck, copper, mm-hmm. on yeah. the backside of this island, and it had a tag in it. I do remember that. I'm like, oh, it looks like one of the research tags. Nice. And it probably was, but other than that, like, no. I, I, I don't know. I don't really notice that much. Okay. Nice. Very very cool, man. When it comes to the, the CCFRP program and all that stuff, I mean, like I said before, we're up here every year, and, and Chris is up here, and, and shout out to him and, and Jake Cassell and all that, that group. Um, do you kind of feel like you're kind of contributing to, to science in a way where, you know, at least, you know, they're chartering the boat, but you're you're kind of helping them find the fish and, and doing your part in a way? I think so. I mean, they collect a lot of data. He's always back there with his pen, like, jotting stuff down. So <laughs> I know that, uh, yeah, um, I hope it's going in the right direction for us as a, a uh, industry. That's yeah. what I sometimes wonder, like, is all this... Uh, given more data for them to <laughs> throw against us yeah um which he says and i don't i don't think it is i think it's all for the good um and it's actual legitimate science too compared to you know some of the science um i've heard other you know it, some of the other science out there is just not as studied so it's good to study mm-hmm. this stuff and know exactly what's going on and it, it's i'm sure it's all good but you know yeah sometimes i wonder <laughs> I mean, it, and rightfully so, right? I mean, 20 years ago, we had the MLPA, and, and that was kind of taking the rug out from underneath us and all that. And, and now, over the last 20 years or so, it's been, when it comes to science in general, and, and you know, whether it's survey collecting or data collecting or whatnot, I think a lot of the industry is kind of hesitant in a way. 
Yeah. Well, you know, the more we know, the better. But we're yeah. definitely leery because, you know, there's already so much taken. And apparently our say as fishermen doesn't really mean much. We got sack that fights really hard for us. But mm -hmm. it's always, we're, it seems like we're always fighting just to stay afloat. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Oh yeah! Look at the carb deal earlier this year. That was that was like going through hell. See, I didn't even hear about that. The carb? <laughs> oh, the oh, the carb emissions. Yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. They said something else. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was a scary one. Yeah. Uh huh. For sure. There's been a lot of scares. <laughs> yeah. And then we got some interesting stuff coming down the pipe this year. I don't know what's going to happen with that, but it might be good. It sounds like a good trade to me if mm -hmm. that actually happens. But again, I guess we don't know what happens until like. Uh, you know, just right before the season ends. So it's right. Yeah, for sure. Um, sorry to keep asking questions about CCFRP, but I oh, know okay. you're you're really good at, at you know basically boat handling all that because running a CCFRP trip is a little different when it comes to just just a normal rockfish drift. Can you kind of run us through the process on like how the data is collected and what what we actually do and all that from your perspective? Um, like what what I think you guys are doing back there well from from your end like basically handling the boat differently and keeping it or trying to keep us on one spot for 15 um, minutes in a in a row and all that well I, I I'm always out to prove that there's good <laughs> trying to prove to you there's some good fishing on the back side of this island uh -huh. so I definitely put a little more effort into it than I could um, you know, I could just put her sideways over hard bottom and say, okay, here you go. But I liked it just because I've seen some really good fishing on the backside of this island, you know. Mm -hmm. um, with the, you know, we're limited to these cells and where we're supposed to fish in certain depth right now um, in this program. So it's, uh, I have to stay in a certain box mm -hmm. or cell, they call it. And um, so I try and make the most of every cell. Mm -hmm. For I guess for data, but just also the way I fish. Like I can't just put her sideways, like I should. But um, well, it's it's true because I mean when when I'm fishing back there, it's like we're kind of as soon as it starts to drop off, or you just come over <laughs> the top of a of a hill or a or rock pile or whatnot, you're kind of you know you're pausing us, getting us back on it, and all that, just really kind of proving the data for a solid 15 minutes. And and some guys don't don't do that. Yeah. Um, well, like I said, you know, this Anacapa can be extremely good or extremely slow on the back, so mm -hmm. you got to work for it, definitely. You know, the front side, you find a good strip of hard bottom, that whitefish will sniff you out and just, like, stay on you in the mud. Oh, my gosh. So, I the mean, as you probably saw, but <laughs> I like to, you know, because if you stay in the hard bottom, then you start getting more variety on, on the front side with the big sheep head and the mm -hmm. bass and stuff. And I try and keep some bass some spots for bass for the guys fishing the plastic mm -hmm. but um yeah the like i said the, the there's some good fishing to be had also on the back side i know it doesn't seem like it on these trips but mm -hmm. um if i had free range to show you guys i could you know we're stuck in like the teens and i think if we go on the 20 fathom range mm -hmm. you start seeing a lot more variety i don't know if chris will integrate that into the program next year but Mm -hmm. uh, most of the best fishing, like cod and whitefish, I think is in the 20 fathom deal. So I'm, I'm always trying to prove that one or get as close as I can as that depth. Or I, uh, you, you said something just now where the whitefish will actually stick with you if you, you know, if you, if you work at it hard enough and all that. 
I mean, yesterday we were we were out here. I think probably eighty percent of my fish were all whitefish yesterday. Yeah. It's cra- Has it been that way like for years and years and years? No. Uh, we've always had good white fishing up here. Uh huh. But not at all, dude. Like, uh, you'd see a lot more variety, I think. And I think that warm water deal with the El Nino again is mm-hmm. part of the reason we, because we we would like kind of have to target white fish and they were a little more prized to us before that like you get on the anchor and you have guys fish sliders and and it would be a little more now they've become like almost a nuisance mm-hmm. <clears throat> unless fishing's tough then then they're not in the great what number sir but um <laughs> they've uh yeah they're they're really pre- prevalent here um since the warm water deal so much so that when you fish the front side of this island that's like all you catch and I don't think that's all that's there. I just don't think you can get through them, mm-hmm. which was really <clears throat> amazing. The second time I've seen it, we were in like 14 fathoms yesterday, and um, the whitefish were following other whitefish all the way to the surface and free swimming around. That's like something oh you really gosh. don't see with those things. Yeah, they were up in the bow chasing other fish. <laughs> they were hooked on plastics all the way up, pretty much the surface. Shallow enough you could see them, and I actually got a screenshot of the meter here and it was like literally top to bottom whitefish reading so i think oh there's a gosh. lot of good variety like if you take if you get through those things somehow or maybe fish like you know a bigger sardine or fin bait or something well they'd probably eat it mm-hmm. but if you could you could uh somehow see what else is on those reef i'm sure there's all kinds of sugar bass and sheeps and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff for sure is it, um, you know, I've only, I think I've only ever fished squid on, on your boat the last couple of years, but is squid pretty much the, the ideal bait, or do you kind of mix in sardines as well? Um, for whitefish? For any kind of rock fishing. Um, I think anchovy for rockfish is probably, like, we try and enforce the anchovy when mm. we're rock fishing. Do you get much anchovy here? Yes, we do. Oh, I wow. think we have way more anchovy than sardine, which is okay. Yeah. Um, I think anchovies gets bit better with everything. It's just hard to fish an anchovy. Like when you're trying to fly line an anchovy, it's yeah. more difficult, obviously, in a sardine. It doesn't swim line well, so you got to scale down. Anyways, um, I think that... Uh, wait, what was... What was sorry. <laughs> so brain dead. Squid. Um, squid versus chovies. Oh, um... Yeah, well, live squid, like, you know, live squid over anchovy, anchovy over sardine. Um, when we're rock fishing, sometimes we'll put away the squid, because I think the squid catches a lot of junk, and the high biters eat the anchovy better. I have, like, a theory that if you get everyone dropping down double anchovy, and they see that, they get all fired up, hmm. you know? So, some certain spots and certain different types of rockfish will actually hide the squid. Because guys get lazy and they pin it on, they put their elbows on the rail and drop at the bottom to catch rosies and square bears and stuff. So I think the anchovy definitely will catch you a better bag than the squid. Is the squid preferred by customers? They because they easy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what it is. I yeah, I don't know. Squid's great. I mean, thankfully we have it every day like this, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Like you catch everything, I guess, on it. Like. Mm -hmm. So it's and it's easy. It stays on the hook longer. So nice, you know. All things considered, if you if you had your choice um, to fish pretty much anywhere out of here, and 
your favorite overall trip to, to go take customers out, where would you go? What would you do? Would you go drop the pick somewhere? Would you go bass fishing? Well, what would be your ideal trip? Oof, that's a tough one. If I could go anywhere? Yeah. Um, anywhere within within range of, of, of Cisco's. I, oof, it depends. Like, you know, at the end of the season, I want to rock fish. And at the beginning of the season, all I want to do is bass fish. I love bass fishing. Mm-hmm. And we do a lot of it in the summer. And with, with bass fishing comes like a random sea bass or yellowtail or... Um, so where would that be? I don't know. I like... Uh, it's hard to say. I like all parts of the island, but sometimes I get annoyed with them. <laughs> so it's hard to say my favorite spot. I think that's fishing in general. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I really like fall fishing up the front of Santa Cruz when you... like. We haven't really seen it good this year, mm-hmm. but fall on the front side of Santa Cruz when there's like that random big bonita around and bass, and you get those big sheeps like fished against the walls on the island. The water's still warm. You get the Santa Ana days. That there's something magical about those mornings to me, like mm-hmm. going out and it's just crisp, and uh, the, the bass are still biting in the big bonita and stuff like that. I that, I like that so. A certain spot, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I like up around like Valdez and stuff. But then again, I like you know being in tank top and shorts and bouncing big big bass over and getting on the tank and being oh yo, oh look. <laughs> I like that too, and I get pretty fired up on that. So I it's I don't know. I have like a certain favorite spot, uh-huh. or even a certain type of I don't know. All right, I'd go with the fall big bonita yeah and stuff up the front that's pretty yeah. cool it's fun yeah it's fun when it when it comes to bass fishing i'm uh, i love bass too and all that do you i mean uh, on your days off and all that do you actually hop in the boat and actually go bass fishing out here i used to i i do i mm-hmm. fish a lot of my days off if i get the hall pass mm-hmm. um from my girlfriend <laughs> um <laughs> That's and not only that, I'm just beat. Like, I've been working a lot this year. Sean's mm-hmm. got a lot going on. And um, I've kind of been almost chained up over here, which is good. I love it. But it's tiring, so I get a day off. And mm-hmm. it better be really good fishing to get me to go fishing, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I, sometimes. Well, on that note, I mean, I think it's, it's not only you, but almost every boat this year, it seems like, where... Um, you know, I don't think you guys are struggling for crew, but just the guys are beat. Like, just it's been a long year in a in a good way, but it's been, you know, almost nonstop fishing for since, gosh, probably March, probably for you as well. Yeah, we stay very consistent, steady over mm-hmm. here. This boat gets out a lot, and um, you know, it's it's tough getting up at three thirty every day. Like mm-hmm. to an alarm, I, just waking up to alarm in general gets gets tough, and you know rolling around, standing up on your feet, and giving the effort every day gets tiring. It's it's a love hate deal for sure. Yeah, but yeah. It's it's this is the time of year everyone starts complaining and getting burned out because it's just it finally starts stacking up on you. Yeah. And then you want it back in like a month. You know, when we slow down, <laughs> then you want it back. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. When do you normally uh, slow down for the year and all that? Um, usually right around now is when we start losing interest. I mean, when the kids go back to school mm-hmm. is always a big one. And then on top of that, um, you, 
just like, yeah, I don't know, just people lose interest, which is funny because I think the best time for fishing is the fall. Like September and October is my favorite time to fish, and it seems like whether you're down in San Diego, I mean, those guys have awesome fishing, like mixed every, they catch the good variety fishing right now. Mm-hmm. And um, they slow down, and right now we have good variety fishing. I mean, we're the, probably the best sign of yellow around all year right now, and it's first week of October. And I see a lot of, I mean, yesterday we were the only boat out, and then today I think us and the Island Tack are the only boat out. And wow. It's weird, because yeah, this is like the best time to go fish, weather-wise and fishing-wise. It's like Murphy's Law, when during the summer when it could be slow and, and everything's just getting beat and hammered and all that, yeah. and then as soon as everyone goes back to work or go back to school, fishing gets just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, also, you know, like it's a lot of our people I see like on the manifest will be like 818 like va- from the valley oh, and yeah. stuff. So I think when it's hot in the valley, people want to just get the hell out of there, and I think that plays a lot into it too. Yeah, because when the t- valley temps cool down, they, they you stop seeing those eight one eight as much. Oh yeah, for sure. When when it comes to your 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 clientele and all that, I mean, you probably see people from all over the place. But do you ever see any like six one nines or or seven one fours come up the line and uh, go fishing with you? Yeah, for sure. Um, especially during sea bass season, a lot of those like San Diego guys get pretty silly for sea bass. Um, so like a lot of our, you know, May and June people are from down below because they want a shot at catching a croaker. Oh. And, um, throughout the year it's all over Bakersfield. I mean, I hear guys all the time say that they've, you know, been driving for three hours to come fish from inland. But, um, I think guys down below come fish with us. Uh, or you know, for a shot at a sea bass, because you know that stuff down there is more spotty. Well, earlier this year, the sea bass fishing was just unstoppable, right? It was crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, yes, and no. Uh, I would say it was been a pretty good year. I would say we saw more this year, but maybe caught. The last two years have been pretty good for mm-hmm. um, the island sea bass. I don't know, you know. Definitely better than the, the, a couple years ago, but yeah, there was a pretty good period there where you know you'd be going out in the morning saying, "Okay, we're gonna see some. We're definitely gonna meter some fish. Uh huh. That that's gonna happen, and that's nice when it's like that, whether you catch them or not. But you know that like okay, there's there's quite a bit of fish around. When it comes to sea bass fishing, I know you know I've always known the ghosts, what they're called. Um, I've always known sea bass to be really condition based where they they bite in certain conditions and they don't in others is is that pretty true or pretty common or or what any tips for for fishing sea bass from the customer uh perspective um like should they be looking for certain conditions yes for sure there's that goes into it so that like the way we fish them or we have been fishing we fish them on here is different so we, what we do is we got the sonar that mm-hmm. goes out like the side scan kind of deal. Right. So we try and find them with that, and then get in front of them. And when you get them on the up and down, you have people drop right on them. Almost sounds like what they're doing with this nighttime bluefin kind of stuff. Huh. So that's the way we fish them. 
So conditions sometimes, I don't know how much they matter because it's more when you kind of find them. And then, but sometimes they don't bite. And I notice like definitely around like tide changes, they make themselves easier to find. Okay. So I've noticed that like around any sort of tide change, you won't see them all day. And then all of a sudden you'll be, oh, there they are right where I looked 25 times <laughs> um, on the tide change. Mm-hmm. And where they go, I don't know. But uh, there's a lot of different styles of sea bass fishing, whether you're bass fishing in the kelp and they sniff you out, which is going down right now. I mean, it happened to us the other day. It's already happened to us in August and September a few times. Mm-hmm. But there's that, and that's, you know, you got to have good current and be established. And then there's squid bed fishing, and I think that plays more into tides with the squid bed fishing, you know, like time of day and tides. But the way we fish them with the sonar is more like when you find them. You gotcha. know, and if they're biting, because some days they just don't bite, and whether that be, I don't know, they ate all night and all this. I did notice that the full moon, because a lot of guys get pretty whacked over all full moon and stuff like that, but we didn't seem to really catch shit on the full moon. <laughs> We'd have these like gnarly tide swings, and um, it seemed like during the full moon it was like they were tougher to find. I don't know if they make moves. I haven't really, I don't know. Huh. It's I, I haven't. It's good. We've been catching them, but I still don't know what the hell. <laughs> their their deal is <laughs> do, do you enjoy sea bass fishing at all uh yes and no okay <laughs> yeah no like they're they're, they're so stupid um <laughs> like almost probably like these dorado like sometimes they don't bite you're like what but yeah. then sometimes full speed you know i don't know they're they're cool fish and i'm glad we have them and it is a lot of fun chasing them around when you're catching them mm-hmm. and you know picking away at them but um, personally, if I it was my charter, and I did charter the boat, I think I'd rather go bonito fishing all day than you know drive around chasing a white sea bass. That's fair. That's fair. Um, is it possible to catch a sea bass nowadays, or is it pretty much that the bite's gone for the year? Um, yeah, dude, absolutely possible. I yeah. I would say it's you got a pretty good shot like right now. There's one school, one or two schools, I don't know. There's one like school that's been roaming around Yellow Banks to up the back of the island. And if you sit there and get established and you got good current, you got a pretty good swing at those things right now. I mean, it happened pretty much every time we've gone up there and we haven't had a seal bubbling around on us. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've had good current and you know good bait and stuff like that and the right guys. It, there's that school's been roaming around it's pretty stupid it'll get on you until someone messes up or you mess up or mm-hmm. um you know a couple boats have uh had you know uh, 20 fish i don't know how big the school is and there could be more i don't know it just seems yeah. like there's one school in this area and when the stars kind of line for you they get on you but just yesterday the cobra was up there and they got on him and he was able to get a couple out of it it's all in the kelp so you lose a bunch and you start losing a bunch I don't know. I think they kind of figure it out, mm-hmm. and they, they leave you. But if you can keep them biting and stuff, and we, we've had them get on the corner a few times. We've caught sea bass every month, almost kept a sea bass in the count a couple, you know, a couple fish a week wow. since, like, our actual, like, sea bass season. And it's, it's a smaller fish, like the schoolie fish. Right. And my whole theory with it is, is I think... Um, a lot of that Santa Rosa fish, that small fish, might have stuck around down here. I don't know if they didn't have enough squid or what happened, but I think that a lot of 
uh, the fish that they normally just, you know, you know, beat, just catch tons of up at Santa Rosa. I think that that mm -hmm. fish is uh, part of it. Part of that little population deal is stuck around our islands and living in the kelp. And I think that that's given us, you know, a little shot at them throughout this summer. So it's still possible. They're just not being... 100%. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. I kind of knew Cobra Johnny went up there yesterday. He was like the only boat out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like, I bet he gets sniffed out. And sure enough, at the end of the day, I saw he had a couple. Nice. I mean, it seems like, you know, when you have bluefin and even mahi and, and just stellar rock fishing and all that stuff right now, it seems to be, uh, those seem to be pretty good distractions from the sea bass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't like getting silly. Like, during sea bass season when they're around, mm -hmm. it's, it's cool to be like, okay, this is what we're doing all day today. But to, like, try and dissect that island and try and find that school in the kelp right now it's kind of a waste of time and i don't even kind of mention it in the mornings i say there's a little bit around but i don't want people people get silly for those things so it's like if they find you they find you it does it does it take like the perfect charter to understand sea bass fishing to go like to have like a sea bass trip kind of like a like a big bluefin trip kind of in a way um, yes, like any other fishing, definitely get sticks and guys that are patient and stuff, and, you know, you get a way better shot at them, but, um, it seems like some of our best sea bass fishing this year was with the rental rods, so go figure, you know, huh. it's like, it always seems like that. You get the good group of guys, and they're MIA, and you're pulling your hair out, and the next day you have rental rods, and they're like, oh shit, there they are. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> well, speaking of big bluefin, have you been able to go down south and go take advantage on a go escape on a, out on a trip? Um, no, I don't really care for those things. Too. Really? I, they're super cool to watch and hook and all that, but yeah. they pull pretty hard. It's really cool fishery. I'm super stoked. It's in Southern California again, mm -hmm. and everyone's you know guys are making money on it, and I'm happy they're here. For me, I would rather go catch small yellowfin and kelp patty fish dorado and stuff like that mm -hmm. i like pulling on stuff for short periods of time and good reward there's nothing like pulling or it sucks when you hook one of those things and you're on it for an hour and you lose it <laughs> yeah i know that's some people might be like oh it's lame like big game and that's cool and i'm into it like i've done a lot of it i had a buddy that i used to go down and fish with and we would go do that and it, it's a lot of fun and i i like doing it but i don't like doing it too i'd rather i don't know I'll tell you what, if I saw some yellowfin in the count, I would go hop on a boat. I see those bluefin, I don't mm -hmm. even check the count. So no bluefin for Pat, but you're <laughs> you're all into yellowfin. I like I'm that. into small tuna, dude. I'll go yeah. like, if they were 20 pounders and they're biting, yeah. down. And the nighttime thing's cool, they're catching the shit out of them. I kind of want to go experience that. Yeah. But, um, no homo, man. I like pulling on shit for long periods of time. <laughs> and especially you lose it. Like, yeah. I like whooping them. I like being the winner. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's not, in my opinion, there's nothing better than like an October trip where all you have, all you have to do is find a school yellowfin that wants to bite and they stick on the boat and you're basically having the same drift for hours and hours and hours and it's limit style. That, that's pretty cool. I'm, I'm guessing you would enjoy that. Yeah, that's that that's cool fishing. That that will get me like to go, you know, down there and go do that. That I, I see some of that going on right now, and it's like mm -hmm. ah, I want to go do it. I know I'm not gonna have the time this year, but it sounds that that's fun to me. Like the mixed fishing when you like, you know, jig stops for like 40 yellowfin, and then you find a kelp and catch some yellowfin and yellowtail mm -hmm. and dorado. That's 
I'm into that, you know. So I gotta ask: Are you a bait guy or a jig guy, or both? Uh, I like fishing bait because it's a, uh, the jig's cool, like surface iron yellows and shit. Hell yeah, mm-hmm. and bass on the surface iron that's rad. But um, and I see a lot of guys come out and all. The, oh, I don't talk, I don't fish bait. I just fish the jig. Okay, you're you're stupid because <laughs> you're not gonna. I'm down to fish everything. Yeah, I'll go to San Clemente Island and fit junk fish for blue perch and have a blast, mm-hmm. you know, or go to Catalina and put on a, a squid strip and a leadhead and have a blast doing it. And it makes you a better fisherman overall, just like finesse fishing like mm-hmm. that and fishing bait, like fly lining sardines getting picked up by whether it be a bass or bluefin. I like that. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, I like catching them on artificials and plastic fishing for bass but i'll do whatever i can to put a big a good bag together whether that be you know if i see the opportunity to throw the jig oh yeah all right i'll grab the jig stick but mm-hmm. um i like fishing bait like more bass fishing the kelp I'm, I'm fishing 15 pound with uh you know a live bait it makes you better it is fun it's challenging i don't know I don't, a lot of guys can't do that nowadays you know i was gonna say do you like kind of like scaling down tackle wise to where it's make it more interesting well again like yeah you have to do what you got to do to like you know put some fish in a gunny sack so like yeah it's nice like if you get them the 40 pound and stuff like that but yeah it's it's cool like fishing 15 and 12 pound for bass and stuff like that Mm -hmm. and uh, you got to do what you got to do to get bit basically and uh yeah it's it's fun it's nice when they like i said it's nice when they eat heavy line and stuff but that's normally not the case for bass fishing, what's your go-to jig? Do you just strictly surface iron, or do you fish everything? Uh, for calico bass? Yeah. Oh, I'll fish the. Pl- I'll, I'll fish um. Jig for them? Yeah. Um, I don't know any surface iron. I'll, I like fishing bait for bass. So, but okay. if they're really flopping around pretty good and splashing, bubbling all over the place, doing cartwheels. Yeah, and stuff <laughs> like that, and the water's warm, and uh, yeah, the, I'll grab the jig stick, but. A certain jig, I don't know. They definitely like kind of things more slow, slow. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. I'm not the best check for the best <laughs> calico jigs. Okay. Um, although I should know a little better, I don't. <laughs> when so you you've got Anacap and Santa Cruz locked down pretty well and all that. It just goes with experience. But do you ever get to go down south and go fish Clemente or even Catalina or or even up north to um, you know Santa Rosa or anything like that? Just, just in general, I, obviously the Aloha spirits of the, the three-quarter day boat. So, full day, dog. No, full, full day. I'm sorry. Full day. <laughs> I apologize. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> right. uh, Santa Rosa. We we we'll take this boat to Santa Rosa in those nice flat fall days and stuff. And and kind of like today. Yeah, like today'd <laughs> be a good day to go up there. And we'll fish like the eastern part of that, mm-hmm. the flats and stuff for rockfish. Um. And Catalina, Catalina is a pretty cool island. I don't know. There's something about like Catalina is magical to me. I don't know. I like that place. I grew up going there as a kid, so I like. Uh, I just like seeing it a couple times a year. Mm-hmm. San Clemente. Um, I haven't yet fished that island a lot. I've been on the Thunderbird a few times, caught some yellows there and stuff. But that seems like a really cool island. I'd like to fish that more. Mm-hmm. And uh, Santa Barbara Island, that's kind of a love-hate island for me. <laughs> it's cool. Really? I've seen some incredible fish in there and also been like, you know, 
forget about this place. <laughs> I think everyone, what? a lot of captains why, share that. Why is that? Um, just because it's so small, you run out of island quick. Like, a couple uh, okay. times I've gotten there and there's been no current at all. Uh-huh. And you're just, uh, you're basically, like, screwed or you get there and the water's kind of wrong or off and you're just like, okay, well, I n already know what's going to happen here. There's junk to catch there, white fish and sheep heads, like, gopher cod and stuff, but, um... And it's not a it's not a hop, skip, and a jump. It's, it's no, yeah, and that's the other thing. You're there. You're like you're invested, dude. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, but also you can get there, and things are just lined up, and there's like you know stuff like splashing all around. You know, before even you're getting there, and the bird life's all up, and you don't have a seal problem, and it's like, oh, this place is rad, and it's like no mm -hmm. one's there, and it booby birds diving around you, and you're like, cool. <laughs> and then you know, it's like a yeah. It, but it, that island, you realize how small it is. Yeah. Almost more often than not. Excellent, man. Well, we are quickly approaching Anacapa Island and uh, about to get thing, things kicked off here. So we'll let you go. But uh, real quick before uh, we do go, how do we get to go fishing with uh, with Party Cat Pat? Um, you can go online at Cisco's. And, you know, we, we fill up pretty quick. So if you'd like mm -hmm. to go go on Cisco's or call Cisco's and set up a, a reservation I guess through the landing and the mm -hmm. website there and uh, come out fishing but uh, be forewarned we are very busy so if you'd like to come unless it's this time of year and you want to get a shot at a sea bass or something definitely plan ahead because we usually fill up um, May and June and okay. I think the best your best time for a sea bass it's been the last couple years is the end of May um, in early June. That's like, you got a pretty good swing at one. Cool. But plenty plenty of room right nowadays, right now in October. It's becoming that way, yeah, usually. Yeah. And like I said, this has been the best time of year. So if you want to come fishing, like, come now. <laughs> <laughs> come before, or come whenever. It's yeah. There's shit to go do. Yeah. Stuff to go do. Yeah. Well, cool, man. I appreciate the time. For Thank sure. you so much for coming on the podcast, brother. Yeah, appreciate Thanks. it. Absolutely. And uh, your Instagram handle. At Party Cat Pat. Nice, nice. <laughs> I like. There's a funny story about that, but I, I will uh, get into that later. I, I mean, not later, but yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, dude. <laughs> we got time for that. <laughs> all right, all right. Well, thanks again, Pat. Really appreciate it. If you want to go uh, follow us on Instagram at CCA California, make sure to go uh, subscribe to the podcast. All that good stuff. We have great guests, including Pat himself, and uh, we will see you guys next week. Take care.